Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. Um, trust that God will bless you for, for being here today. Um, we're continuing in our series of Advent. This is our second in a series of three. And today we're turning to Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. Um, the words should appear on the screen if you don't have a Bible, or you can put your hand up and we can get a Bible to you if you would prefer. But um, we're in Luke chapter 2, and we're reading from verse 8 to 11. The good news to the shepherds, good news of great joy. Let's, let's read the word of God together. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Amen. Let's just pray. God and Father, as we turn to your word, we thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that we would know your presence with us. We pray that you would open our hearts and that you would speak into our lives from your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Back in the 1970s, ITV's News at 10 pioneered the concept of ending their news bulletins with an, and finally, news story. Uh, Trevor MacDonald, um, who's on the screen behind me, not, not live, but a picture of him. So Sir Trevor, or whoever the news anchor was, would turn to the camera at the end of the news and would say, and finally. And the news would then turn to a story that was upbeat, uplifting, and a good news story. Now, just to give you a, a real example of an and finally news story, this is a, one that, that made the, the end of the program a number of years ago, so you just have to pretend that I'm Trevor MacDonald, but he turns to the camera and he says, and finally, when 11-year-old Stephen Mitchell from Aberdeen hopped on a bus with his school pet hamster in a cage under his arm, the mean bus driver charged him 36 pence and another 45 pence for the hamster. And the story goes on to say that Stephen was given a free travel card from the bus company and even Sweet the hamster was given a bus pass. So you get the idea. It was simple that because the main news was so dark and so depressing that... The editors felt that they had to end the bulletin with a story that would put a smile on people's faces and send them to bed happy. So Stephen and his hamster, that would put a smile on your face. And so over time, the and finally story became so editorially important to the news because there was a real skill 
in selecting and editing the right piece of good news on which to end the program, especially on those darker news days. Now, at the heart of Christmas is the greatest good news that you will ever hear. There is no better news to end the year with. The good news of Jesus Christ. The good news of God becoming man and entering our world to become our saviour. It is more than just a good news story to put a smile on your face. Or an uplifting story to end the year with. This is a, a good news story that turns great fear into great joy. Now you may have noticed those two expressions uh, from our reading in Luke chapter 2. When Luke records this good news to the shepherds in verses 9 and 10. He sandwiches the good news in between the great fear in verse 9 of the shepherds. They were filled with great fear. And then in verse 10, the great joy, the news of the angels. Um, I, I bring you good news of great joy. And so this morning, I want to think from this passage about this good news that turns fear into joy. Good news that dispels our fears and brings us great joy. Now in verse 8, we're told that this good news came to the shepherds at night. And then when we read into verse 9, the brightness of the glory of the Lord shines around these shepherds. And it is set against the darkness of the night. It reminds us of the spiritual darkness of the world into which Jesus was born. These were dark days in Israel. God had been silent it had been over 400 years since God had last spoken to the nation of Israel through his word. Israel was now under Gentile occupation, under Roman rule. The beginning of chapter 2, we didn't read it, but it reminds us that Caesar Augustus was now the man calling the shots. His decree for a national registration across the entire Roman Empire caused Joseph and Mary to travel to Bethlehem to register. The city of David, where Jesus would be born. It was a time of political unrest. Tensions between Israel and Rome. It was a time of social unrest. Increasing taxes, high unemployment, poverty, declining morals. These were dark and difficult days. Mary and Joseph's circumstances remind us of the poverty and the coldness of those days. Mary laying her baby, the baby Jesus, in a manger, in a feeding trough where the animals would have fed. Wrapping him up in strips of cloth rags. No hospitality offered to them. The Christmas story is set against a backdrop of Spiritual and social darkness. And it was into this darkness. 
into such poverty and isolation that Jesus Christ was born. From the squalor of a borrowed stable, by the spirit and a virgin's faith, to the anguish and the shame of scandal came the saviour of the human race. The prophet also reminds us of the darkness of those times. Isaiah in chapter 9, speaking hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, he writes, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. That light was Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the light of God. Coming into our world, exposing our sin, exposing the darkness of men's hearts. And our world is still gripped by sin. That's why our news every night is so dark. Because the root of the world's problems is our sin. G.K. Chesterton The the, the thinker, the famous thinker, famously replied to a question posed in the Times newspaper. What's wrong with the world? And his reply, dear sirs, regarding your article, what's wrong with the world? I am. Yours truly, G.K. Chesterton. The root problem of our world is the sin in our hearts. And 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 finally, good news story. That won't change the sin in your heart. It may put a smile on your face, but it can do nothing about the problem of your sin. Only Jesus Christ can do something about your sin, and that's why he came. Now against this darkness, the good news of Jesus Christ came to the shepherds. To shepherds. Not to Caesar in his palace in Rome. Not to the high priest in his temple. Not to any political or religious leader of the day. But to simple, hard-working, ordinary shepherds. Now those who have studied the social order in Israel during those days tell us that shepherds were perceived as thieves. They had a reputation for stealing each other's sheep. And so they were regarded as sinners. They were actually regarded on a par with with prostitutes in terms of the, the social standing in Israel at that time. They worked unsocial hours. They worked in remote places and therefore they were often unable to observe the Sabbath. And so they were regarded both physically... And ceremonially unclean. Their testimony had no value in court. And shepherds were regarded as social outcasts. As dirty sinners. And yet it was to shepherds that God announced the greatest and most important news that this world had ever heard. You see, this good news is for sinners. 
This good news is for you and for me. God is no respecter of persons. No matter what your background is. No matter your social standing. No matter how other people perceive you. Whether people look down upon you. Because you are important to God. You are loved by God. And this good news is for you. Now as these shepherds kept watch over their flocks that night, we read in verse 9 that the darkness was suddenly broken. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. Filled with great fear. Fear not, said the angel. The first words the angel uttered to these shepherds. Fear not. What a wonderful message to receive from God. Fear not. What are your fears this Christmas? You know, this has been a difficult year for so many people. What are your fears? Perhaps we're only seeing the real effects of lockdown manifesting themselves now in our lives. Perhaps lockdown is revealing things about ourselves, about our characters, about our personalities. Perhaps about how selfish we are in our lives. Leading to strained relationships, strained family relationships. Husbands and wives, parents and children. People struggling with the fear of anxiety, with the fear of loneliness, with real financial fears. People who have lost loved ones, people who have health fears. So many people as they come to the end of this year, their hearts are full of fear. Just like these shepherds. God says fear not. Fear not. You know it's one of the great themes of the Christmas story. God says fear not. The the words of the angel to Mary. Do not be afraid Mary. Fear not. You have found favor with God. The angel to Zechariah, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Fear not, Zechariah. This is good news that dispels our fears. Whatever your fears are today, God says, fear not, fear not. The good news of Jesus Christ turns fear into joy. Because God is greater than our fears. All he read from Isaiah 40. My morning reading was from 41. I'm one chapter ahead of Ollie. But this is what I read this morning in Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not. This is God speaking to his people. Fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Verse 13. For I the Lord your God hold your right hand. It is I who say to you fear not. I am the one who helps you. 
It's great to know God. Fear not, you worm Jacob, you men of Israel. I am the one who helps you, declares the Lord. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. Do you know the Redeemer? Do you know God? Is he your help in life? Here is good news that brings light, that brings hope in the darkness of our world. Here is good news that saves us from our sin, that reconciles sinners to God. Here is good news that brings us into a living relationship with God that can never be broken. There is no better news than that. And we find in the person of Jesus Christ the answer to all of our fears. The answer to the darkness in our world. The answer to the sin in our hearts. We just sang the words a minute ago in the carol. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Here is good news that turns great fear into great joy. Let's look at verse 10. The angel said to the shepherds, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. All the people, not just for the people of Israel, for all the people of all time. You know, you you, you read down chapter 2 and you come to an episode with a man called Simeon and he holds the child Jesus in his arms And as he holds Jesus, this is what he says in verse 30. He says, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light for revelation to the Gentiles, to all nations, not just to Jews, to all nations. This is good news for each one of us. What is this good news? Well, verse 11 For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This day the waiting is over. The Savior has arrived. God became man born of a virgin born of Mary. Verily God begotten not created. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. God has become man. But you know, the baby Jesus is not the full message of Christmas. It's easy to sentimentalize the the Christmas story, isn't it? And it's easy just to focus on the baby in the manger. But the real story of Christmas is why he came. The real story is why he was born. The good news tells us that. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior. It means a rescuer. A deliverer. 
that Jesus came to rescue us, to deliver us from our sin and from our darkness. The Bible tells us that Jesus came to put away sin, to deal with the root problem through the sacrifice of himself. That's why he came. And he would take our sins upon himself on the cross where as a young man, 33 years old, he laid down his life. That's the real story of Christmas. You know, I came across an old Star Wars poster this week, which hopefully will will come on the screen after Trevor. Yeah, there there it is. You you can't quite make it out here, but let me try and describe it. But it's quite a clever poster. In the foreground is Anakin Skywalker, not not Luke Skywalker, Anakin's father. And if you haven't seen Star Wars, I'm going to give the game away right here. But he's one of the key characters in the story. And the poster on the wall behind him, which you can't see, but on the wall behind him, there is a shadow being cast. And it's a rather menacing shadow. And the shadow cast on the wall behind him, it isn't the shadow of young Anakim, but it's the shadow of who he would become. It's the sinister shadow of Darth Vader, the ultimate enemy in Star Wars. You know, Jesus, as a baby lying in that manger, there is a shadow cast over him. It's the shadow of what he would become. It's the shadow of of what he would face later in life. It is the shadow of the cross. But how can Jesus suffering and dying on a cross, how can that save me? How can that have any relevance to me and to my fears in 2021? Well, it's because of who Jesus is. Fear not, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's why it has relevance, because of who Jesus is. He is Christ. It's the Greek word for Messiah. A Hebrew word. It means the anointed one, the chosen one, chosen of God. The Messiah who was, who was promised by God in the Old Testament. The angel says, he's come. Messiah has come. Jesus Christ is Messiah. He's Christ, the Lord. The word Lord, it means the supreme one. It's the Greek word kurios. In the Greek translation of the Old Testament, it's the word that's used to translate the name of God, Yahweh or Jehovah. Jesus Christ is Yahweh. He is God. He came down to earth from heaven. Who is God and Lord of all? It's who Jesus is. And it's the real story of Christmas that God became man. You know, only God can save us. 
can't save ourselves. No one else, nothing else can save us. Only God can save us. Our sin is against God. Only God can forgive our sin. Only God could pay the price for our sins. Jesus took our sins upon himself. He took the punishment of God for our sins. The punishment that we deserve. He took it upon himself on the cross. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. And so it is by faith that we are saved. Faith in Jesus Christ. That's been the whole theme of our study in Romans these past chapters. It's not by works, it's by faith in Jesus Christ. It's by reaching that turning point in your life where you turn from your sin, where you seek God's forgiveness. And by faith you are reconciled with God. By faith you discover the great joy of knowing God. Of having Jesus Christ in your life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Christmas is about the gift of Jesus Christ. It is about the gift of eternal life to all who receive him. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the wonders of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming. But in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Lord enters in. What about you this Christmas? Will you receive Jesus Christ? With all your fears, will you listen to the good news of the angel? Fear not. Good news, the best news that you will ever hear. Good news that turns great fear into great joy. A saviour has been born. Jesus Christ the Lord. You know maybe this Christmas for you as a Christian. Maybe it's been a hard year. And maybe you've lost your joy. Of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Your fears have suffocated. The joy of knowing Jesus. Listen to Jesus. He says, fear not. Do not be afraid. I've walked that path. I understand your fears. He's the God who will help you. The God who in Isaiah 41 will take your right hand and lead you through your fears. He's the God that turns fear into joy. And finally, 
This good news is for sharing. The very word in Greek for good news. It's where we get our word to evangelize. It means to, to preach, to herald, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. It's meant to be shared. I was preaching at another church last week. And after the service, I, I was asked if I could come and speak uh, with a man. And so I, I sat down and, and, and spoke, spoke with the gentleman. And he had never heard the good news of Jesus Christ before in his life. Tears streaming down his face. He had never heard the good news. People have never heard this good news. People that you know. People that you come into contact with will have never heard the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's not keep it to ourselves. Can you imagine what Christmas morning would be like if we kept the presents to ourselves? The joy of bursting into the room. There's nothing there. Why would we keep Jesus to ourselves? Let's share the joy of Jesus Christ, this good news, the best news that you will ever hear in your life. Good news that turns great fear into great joy. Let's pray. May God bless his word. Father, I just want to thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for that good news that turns fear into joy. I thank you, Father, for the joy of knowing you, for having you in my life, and for your right hand that grips mine and leads me. Father, I just pray that everybody would know that same joy of trusting you and having Jesus in their life. Pray for this audience. You know all the fears in people's hearts sat in their seats here. Pray for those who are struggling. I pray that you would strengthen and provide comfort. I pray that you would turn the hearts of your people to you to see the joy of Jesus. And I pray for people here who may not know him. I pray, Father, that you would bring them into the joy of trusting Jesus Christ as Lord. Father, I do pray that you would help us to share the news of Jesus with others. Forgive us for how little we share this good news. Forgive us. And Father, may this Christmas, may we be prepared to share this good news. And that all the glory might be yours. And that you would build your church. And so we give you thanks now. In Jesus name. Amen.